0: The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus the Liberating King and live in his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. I've lost everything Bound by death's hollow sting Does your compassion not extend to me? Where are you? Where are you? Oh, bring me solace, bring me rest, my King and so march on and sing into the valley. I will seek Your peace lay on my chest and bring me rest, my. Where the storm has come and gone Yet the sun provides no one Prepare your shelter when there's nothing left To come home to Mercy shine through solace bring me rest my king even in defiance i'll march on and sing into the valley i will seek your peace lay on my chest and bring me rest my Bring me rest, my King Even in defiance I'll march on and sing Into the valley I will see Your peace lay on my chest And bring me rest
1: Good morning, Ecclesia. We are so glad that you've joined us today. Whether you are tired or weary, worn out from the week, or if you're comfortable sitting on a couch enjoying a really good breakfast taco, we are so glad that you have joined us today. Um, As we continue in worship, would you join me in prayer? God, we thank you for your presence here. Thank you for meeting us where each of us is at today. Emotionally, where we are, in our homes, Um, We thank you that we can come to you and be filled with your presence. Be with us as we continue in worship this morning and give us eyes to see and ears to hear you. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.
0: My God, where'er I go, glory. glory, where I reap and where I sow, glory, glory. when my hand it grips the thorn, glory. glory, in the still and in the storm, glory. it shines and then goes down glory rain it pours and beats the ground glory. dust it blows and ends my
1: Ecclesia, now is the time that we get to continue our worship together in offering. Join me in this offering prayer. Almighty God, you created everything in the heavens above and in the earth below. You survey all your creation and you savor its beauty and appreciate its goodness. To you we lift up the best we have to offer from our time, talents, and resources. We give freely from what we have received from your hand. We give joyfully with the gratitude of a rescued people. And we give generously with the excitement of children at play. We join with your mission and with your kingdom. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Greetings everyone. Whether you're in Houston, in another state, or even another country, we are grateful you are joining us for worship. For those of you who are local, just a reminder that we have started in-person Sunday gatherings at both campuses at 9 and 11 a.m. Registering at EcclesiaHouston.org helps us prepare to receive you well, but is not required. And if you come downtown, you can see that I exist in real life and not just on TV. For those of you who are joining us online and still seeking ways to connect with us in virtual community, we want to remind you that we have several ongoing online communities and groups that you can be involved with. Vespers is a monthly gathering of worship, prayer, and contemplation held on Zoom. The next Vespers will be held on June 23rd. You can sign up and get the Zoom link at ecclesiahouston.org/virtualgroups. virtual groups. So last week, Pastor Chris mentioned the update on our Lindale campus in the Lindale Heights community. We are partnering with our friends at Urban Strategies to host a Head Start preschool program, and they are actively looking for people to come and work at this location. If you want to learn more about the campus and Head Start, you can go to ecclesiahouston.org/slash Lindale. Lastly, Ecclesia. I have been reminded that so many of us have lost loved ones. Just yesterday, my mom was telling me about two people who passed away. One of the reasons she shared with me is that she wanted others to hold this sad news with her. We often need companions on the grief journey. So we are grateful to be partnering with Lorette Presley, an LPC who will be leading a bereavement care group. You are invited to join a gathering of people committed to sharing the complex road of grief in community. Whether your loss is recent or distant, all are welcome. There's a cost associated with this group, but there are scholarships available if needed. The group is an eight week course facilitated by Lorette. Meetings will be on Tuesdays from six to 7.30 p.m. on Zoom from July 6th through August 31st. You can sign up at ecclesiahouston.org/events. And will you join me in a deep breath pause and perhaps hold the name of a friend who is grieving before God? Amen, and thank you. Let's now discover together what God has for us through Pastor Sean's message.
3: Let me ask you a question, Ecclesia. Now that we're into it, what are your plans for the summer? Um, When I was a kid growing up, we almost never had plans for the summer. My dad was an educator, so a lot of those years he was around the house during the summer, but we never went anywhere. We were broke. We didn't have money for vacations. And so he was in graduate school and my summers basically consisted of baseball and riding bikes with my friends and going to the library, because my dad would just kind of drop us off in the kids' section. and He'd go study for hours and hours. And so we never did much of anything in the summer and we never went on vacation. I think I can remember one vacation that our family went on, like ever. And what that taught me just over the course of my life is that those summers during those summers, I had a different rhythm of life, but I never had a decreased rhythm of life. I never slowed down. We were in the middle of all stars for baseball. There were a certain amount of books that we had to read all of the time. And what that has produced over the course of my life is that I actually don't know how to rest, like rest, just the idea of powering down for a little bit. That's completely foreign to me. And it's been the struggle of my life. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Someone recently asked me what I was most proud of, what I accomplished during COVID. And I told him, I guess the thing that I did during COVID that was most meaningful to me is that I wrote two books during COVID. One was already in the process, but I had to write the entire second one and it was really hard to write. Um, I had just turned in, I think, our third revisions about a month ago. I was told my family one night at dinner, because I was so exhausted, so overwhelmed. I said, this is my last book because writing a book is just exhausting. And they kind of looked around the table and smirked at each other and kind of laughed at each other, but I was dead serious. This is gonna be my last one, but turns out they were right for laughing and smirking at me because two days later, I found myself on the phone with my agent, Alex, Talking about a potential next book, another project after that. And because it was really special and something that I cared about, I told Alex at the end of that conversation, I said, I think maybe I can gin up enough energy to do another book, but I can't do anything this summer. Don't expect anything from me this summer because I just have to get some rest. But guess what? Two days after that, I found myself signing a contract to contribute a chapter to another book and that book, that chapter, like I have to write that this summer. Like there, there's this thing that's in me that just doesn't know how to rest, to slow down. It just keeps pushing forward. And I don't know what that is but I know that I'm not alone. I I know that during COVID, um, some people have talked about how much rest that they've had, but that's not anybody that I know. Most of the people I know have worked harder and longer during COVID than before COVID. And part of that has been because we're at home. We're always at work. We're just working at home in our pajamas. And so what I want to do over our next couple of minutes together is invite you into a season of rest over the summer. And I know because I have lived it that not all of us are in a position where we can take some grand vacation. You know, when I was a kid, my mom used to say vacations are for other people. We just get a couple days off. I know what that's like, but regardless of whether you leave and go on vacation or you find some space where you live in and around Houston with your friends, family, that you would find some rest because if you don't find rest, if we as a people don't find and discover rest, we don't risk just being exhausted. What we risk is never discovering how much God cares for you, cares for us. And all of that is encapsulated in this little teaching of Jesus. Jesus wants you to find rest, wants us to find rest. And and he lays out in Matthew 11, kind of a recipe for finding rest. And here's what it is, starting in verse 27, Jesus says to his disciples, the father has handed over everything to my care. No one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those to whom the son wishes to reveal the father. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Put my yoke upon your shoulders. It might appear heavy at first, but it is perfectly fitted to your curves, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. When you are yoked to me, your weary soul finds rest. Now this doesn't sound like it ought to sound. Like if Jesus is giving us some sort of recipe for rest, like I know how a recipe works. Like here's a recipe, like you read the back of the box or you just click jump to recipe on the website and it gives you step-by-step instructions. But in the end, it's you doing the work if this is a recipe, if this is how to find rest. It's you doing it. But that's, that's not what Jesus says. When Jesus starts, he says something that sounds like it doesn't have anything in the world to do with rest he says the father has handed over everything to me now we know that already the moon and the stars the sun the earth the planets they all rotate we know that god has control of all that we we've read psalm 8 the heavens declare the glory of god And that Jesus, God has handed all of that over to Jesus. What we don't know is that when Jesus says the father has handed everything over like that includes you, your spouse, your partner, your kids, your finances, college, career retirement the father has handed over everything to jesus and part of that means that the father has handed over you to jesus the first step in finding rest is knowing that you have been handed over. The first step is embracing rest, knowing that your care has been handed over. And a lot of us can't rest. (laughs) A lot of us can't rest simply because we're control freaks. And while not all of us are control freaks, All of us like control, at least control over certain things in our lives. And Jesus is telling us something that we don't want to hear. Jesus is telling us that he's in control. It's been handed over to him. He's in control and we're not. When Jesus says the Father has handed over everything to me, he's not saying that you can just sit at home and binge Netflix all day. You have been given some responsibilities, a stewardship over things that you care about, like your relationships and your career and your health. But those things are not dependent upon your ceaseless striving. When COVID started and we were all working at home, um, I began like a lot of people I work with, to take Friday as my Sabbath day. And some of you know about Sabbath. Sabbath is ceasing from work. And because I had some other projects going on, like it was really hard to say that I'm not gonna work on anything all day. But I knew that there was something, something beneficial if I could make a commitment to rest. During that time, I spent most of the day trying to do as little as I could. But every day, just like every Friday, just like every other day of the week, like I would exercise. And then I thought about four months into that, I need to stop doing that too. Because Sabbath is not only about not working, it's also about not working on yourself. Because what we discover is that life will be okay if you take a day Maybe take two or three or a week. And it's not just that Jesus says the Father has handed everything over to him. Jesus says the Father has handed over everything for your care. So let me ask you, Ecclesia, who would be better at caring for you? Would Jesus be better at caring for you than you caring for you? Who would be better at caring for your future, caring about your job, your relationships? And I know a lot of us, a lot of us really believe that we would actually be better at caring for ourselves than Jesus would be better at caring for us. And this is the fundamental difference between believing in Jesus, which is just like having some thoughts about who Jesus is and actually believing Jesus, that what Jesus says is right about life. Because it's easy to believe in the idea of Jesus. It's much more difficult to believe Jesus's ideas. And Jesus says, your care is my business and when we refuse to rest when when we refuse to give our care to Jesus we are choosing between two candidates and picking the least qualified one but then Jesus says this he says count come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest Put my yoke upon your shoulders. It might appear heavy at first, but it is perfectly fitted to your curves. Rest is a gift. And so I've talked about this before. There are two big schools of gift giving. And one school says that when you give a gift, that, that gift is reflective of the giver. It's what the giver, thinks about their relationship, how they're invested. It's something that's coming from their heart that they want to share with the receiver. And the other set of gift giving ideas is that the gift is just reflective of the gift receiver and what they want. It's about their relationship with the things that they want. Maybe they're the kind of person that makes a list, but Jesus is the first kind of gift giver. His gifts reflect his relationship with you and what he's interested in less than what you're interested in. So Psalm 23 talks about this shepherd and the way this shepherd cares for their sheep. And in this line that almost always gets passed over, Psalm 23 says, he makes them lie down. He makes them lie down. So just cause of the way that I was wired when I was a teenager, like I was always running around, I had clubs and groups and friends and church, and we were always doing something. And every few months there'd be some weekend when I would ask my mom, oh, can I go there with so-and-so? We're gonna do this, this event's happening. Can we go to this concert? And she would say, no, and I would ask why. And she would just say, just no. And finally, my senior year of high school, I asked her on one of these weekends why I couldn't go and do this thing with my friends. And she says, you go too much. (laughs) And here's the crazy part. Over the last seven or eight years, my mom books all of my travel. She takes care of all the things whether I'm going someplace for a conference or an event or I'm joining another group of Christians somewhere for a weekend. She handles all of that so she knows everything. She's got my credit card numbers. She knows my itineraries. I really don't know anything about any trip until the day before when I start packing and that's when she sends me an email with all of the information, rental cars, hotels, all of it. But what that means is every time I tell her, hey, I'm going to go to this place, or I'm going to go here, or I need to book a ticket there, she'll ask, Do you really want to do that? I'm looking at your schedule, and I think you go too much. The shepherd makes the sheep lie down because the shepherd is more interested in the health of the sheep than the sheep know to be. And sometimes we need someone to make us rest. And that's why when you read the scriptures, Sabbath, Sabbath isn't an idea. It's a command and why because Jesus knows your care and he has been handed responsibility for your care. And we are, as Jesus says, weary and burdened, weary with anxiety, with grief, weary with depression. We're with relationships that we can't quite figure out how to get them back on trap and we are burdened. We're burdened by financial concerns. We've been in a pandemic people we know are suffering with diseases like cancer. Jesus knows more about you than you know that he knows and he knows that there is likely no time when you will rest on your own. And then Jesus offers this beautiful invitation. He says, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. When you are yoked to me, your weary soul finds rest. Jesus is gentle and humble. And he says, when you're yoked to me, when you are connected to me, you will find rest he causes, he causes his yoke, which sounds painful at first, but what he means is that his burden is the total opposite of the world's burden. Everything else in life will just put more on you. Even the good things you buy a new car, you get a bigger house. There's just more required of you. And Jesus says, my yoke is easy because I carry your burdens. I love the way that Barbara Brown Taylor talks about this. She says, stop for one whole day every week, and you will remember what it means to be created in the image of God, who rested on the seventh day, not from weariness, but from complete freedom. The clear promise is that those who rest like God find themselves free like God, no longer slaves to the thousand compulsions that send others rushing toward their graves. What she says, this beautiful image is that all of that rush, all of that push that's outside of rest, what that's going to do, that's just going to push you toward your grave. But when you find rest, when we find rest, we find freedom. And it's that freedom to know that all of the things that concern us, that occupy our mind and our heart, while we carry them as stewards, they all belong to Jesus. And rest allows us to give them to him. Ecclesia, let me pray for you. God, help us find rest and a different rhythm in this different time of year. And whether we can carve out a week or two weeks or a day a week or an hour a day, that we would just sit and be with you, trusting that all of our concerns, anxieties our burdens, that you are bearing them for us and that they are in better hands with you than in our own. Because even before we knew what our burdens were, God, you have received us and loved us as your own. And we thank you for the sacrifice that gives us new life that we can hand to you. And we ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.
2: Such challenge, yet comfort and hope from God through Pastor Sean's message. We now come to this table. It is the table of Jesus. Jesus is the one hosting and the one inviting you to feast with him. But before we partake of this particular feast, we are encouraged by scripture to take an interior look and offer a confession. So would you join me as we confess together? You have made us to be free but we crave the cheap comforts of our chains. You have made us to serve others but we have eyes only for ourselves. You have made us to love but we are inflamed with lust. You provide that we may be generous but we greedily hoard as if your well will run dry you forgive time and again but we hold fast to the sins of others you offer light for our path but we insist on making our own way you are the god who saves lord save us from ourselves in your great mercy restore and heal us and grant us your peace amen And so sisters and brothers, this table is here for you, for every single one of you, no matter what. When Jesus gathered with his disciples on that night that he was betrayed and arrested, he took bread, he gave thanks. And he said, when you eat this, remember. After the meal, he took wine. This wine represents a new covenant that I have with you, a new redemption, a new love that I have for all of you. When you drink it, remember me. And so, sisters, brothers, this is the body of Christ that has been broken for you This is the blood of Christ that has been lovingly shed for you. You are invited to taste and see the grace, the hope, and forgiveness. Amen.
0: I let you down cause all I know is how to run I am a sinner if it's not one thing it's another caught up words tangled in lies you are a savior and you take brokenness aside and you make it beautiful beautiful and will you call me child when I tell you lies All I, I know is how to cry Cause I am a sinner If it's not one thing, it's another. And you take brokenness aside And you make it beautiful Beautiful And you make it beautiful And you make it beautiful, beautiful. I am a sinner. It's not one thing, it's another.
2: Sisters and brothers, it's now the time in our service where we get to bring the names um, of kids that we love close to our hearts as we pray a blessing over them. And today, our blessing has been written by three sisters in our community, Micah, Ari, and Amelia. So please join me as we join them in this prayer that they have written for our community. Dear God, we look up to you. You help us in many ways. You are here no matter what. Whenever we are sad or happy, you care and love us. With every breath that we take in, we live and praise you. Even though we sin, you love us in many ways. Every bone in our body, no matter what, you will never stop loving us. Amen.
1: Ecclesia, it has been so good to worship with you today. Join me now in our benediction. It's from a book called To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue. And this is a prayer and blessing for equilibrium. Like the joy of the sea coming home to shore, may the relief of laughter rise through your soul. As the wind loves to call things to dance, may your gravity be lightened by grace. Like the dignity of moonlight restoring the earth, may your thoughts incline with reverence and respect. As water takes every shape it is in, so free may you be about who you become. As silence smiles on the other side of what's said, may your sense of irony bring perspective. As time remains free of all that it frames, may your mind stay clear of all its names. And may your prayer of listening deepen enough to hear the depths of the laughter of God. Ecclesia, we pray that you find equilibrium this week. Go in peace, sisters and brothers.
3: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ekthesiahouston.org.